Hey guys, happy Monday. Happy Monday, TJ. What's going on, man? Not much, man. How was your weekend? Good? Delightful. Went to the lake, rode some jet skis, got sunburnt. All in all, another summer summer weekend. Let us know your guys' weekends, how it went. 314-877-8597. You can always get involved, too. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We're on Instagram, at BrewsBOTB. Nick, today, we talked about... Long gone summer, as you uh, you chowing on that banana. You happen yeah. to, you can't wait three more minutes now, after the fucking intro. You got to eat the banana right now. Got to do it. Okay. Got to do it. Got to eat the banana. Long gone summer was good. Um, I I still haven't finished the whole, the uh the entirety of it. But uh, we dug into Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, and some Cardinals nostalgia. We did. We did. And guys, you know. You can get involved and let us know your thoughts on the documentary and on the Cardinals and whether or not baseball is coming back, because we did talk about that. You can get involved, 314-877-8597. As I mentioned, at Brews, B-O-T-B, everywhere. Get involved and let us know your thoughts on uh, on baseball coming back, because, Nick, we need sports back in our life. We, we need, need Cardinal baseball. We need Blues hockey. We need it all back. I think it's coming back soon, very soon. Um, so be sure to stay tuned to Bruising the Balcony, where we'll give you the latest updates on what's going on with the Major League Baseball season. All right, guys, enjoy the show. Well, hello. You're listening to Bruise on the Balcony with TJ Weber. So I got to show my boobs. And Nick Yale. Hey there, big daddy. Did you hear that? What a weirdo. Oh, hey, Nick. Oh, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on? Live in studio. Live in studio. Bruce in the balcony Monday morning. Is COVID over officially? Are we saying that? I think so. For for the majority of us? Canceled. COVID's canceled. June 15th, everything in Missouri. Missouri is officially all open now. Not 100%, though. Yeah, 100% today. Wait, I heard that it, was, it wasn't 100%, though. It was basically like they're having still phases going on in certain spots. No, all the all the bars and restaurants and everything are all open. They might not be they're not full capacity. I mean, there's okay, social so, distancing. So stuff. there's still social distancing. There's yeah, still some things. Yeah, like but that, like but. everything is everything is open. All restrictions are lifted today. Well, how about that? For St. Louis County. All right. We're back. M I Z we're, we're back, back baby. We're Let's back. Go. We are back. You guys can uh, let us know what your thoughts are on uh, Missouri opening. Again, I think I heard that the uh the governor basically said it's up to the counties. To kind of depict yeah, how quickly you want to come back. So. June 15th. Which is pretty nice. So, uh, yeah, so let us know what you think. 314 877 8597 if you're up here on this Monday morning. Uh, Nick just got back from the lake. We had, uh, we had a good weekend overall, too. But, Nick, how was your uh, weekend at the lake? Oh, delightful. Did some boating. It was a little chilly up there in Lake Delvin, a little, uh, little brisk. But uh, went out, took the boat out, took the wave runner out, ripped my hand open on the wave runner. As you can see, you got, you a little, got a little sore there. Yeah. Well, I was uh, no, you're a little bitch. You'll be okay. I was I was riding riding it pretty hard, TJ, and uh, going about fifty buzzing across the Tough. lake, and I slammed and jumped over this wave and hit the hit the water, and then I I turned the crank and my hand slid across the handlebar and, and cut it open. I don't see how the handlebar would cut it though. I don't understand because I was gri- I was gripping it. Yeah, and I, and I like that to give it some gas and pull it back and hit a wave and went just my hand slipped and went mm. i was like up oh, there you go that's tough and i was riding around i had blood all over my hand so i just dipped in the water and just kept going lake delvin 
Lake Delavan in Wisconsin. So how far Lake away Geneva. is it? It's five hours. Uh, five hours, yeah. It's not bad. Five, five, five and change if you if you go the speed limit. But uh, five, you go a little quickly. I bet the water's got to be like ice. The water was nice. The water actually was warmer than the temperature was outside. It was about sixty-five outside, but the, but the water was nice and nice and warm. Nice. So nice. we got in the water a little bit. But TJ, when you get out of the water. Your nipples are a little bit hard. Save that. It's uh not 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 great. So we did that. Played some cods. Hung out the house. Overall, played some cod. You played Call of Duty. Cods, cods. Oh, cods. Cards. cards. Yeah, yeah. Played some cards. Played some cards up there. So uh, nice. Good 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 weekend overall. Good good. Yeah. We, What'd you uh, do? Uh, we we partied. You know, we drank. That's about it. You know, it's the the normal St. Louis way. Love to see it. Went to Big Webs on. We kind of hit everybody's everybody's spot pretty much. We went to uh, Big Webs on Friday, uh, Saturday. We Laura and I went out uh, to Ragazzi's where you saw uh, the second T Rav review yes. on the stop on the tour. So we did that, and then uh, Sunday we also went over to my mom's house. So we kind of hit. Uh, a lot of the family stuff. Wow, this there you go. Look at yeah, that. It was a good time. Family affairs. Mom had this uh, this thing that she brought out. So it was it's this uh, Long Island iced tea, but it's a slushy. So you know it's it's literally like a like a snow cone, right? And they have it in like this big. It looks like an ice cream container. And my grandma goes, "Oh yeah, I'll try that. That sounds pretty good." And so she takes a scoop of it, and she kind of like tastes it, and she kind of winces, like, "Oh shit, that's really oh that's so strong." And then she kind of like stops as she's about to throw her cup away. She goes, "Oh wait a minute, that aftertaste is not that's not too bad." And she goes back over and she takes a big old scoop and she eats it. And the alcohol probably started kicking in. She goes, "That's pretty good." So she goes about three down. My grandma doesn't drink. She's like so skinny. I mean, she's like that's like hilarious. the wind can just take her. Like she's so skinny. So she <laughs> she's probably feeling it after two. And I'm just like, are you liking those over there? Those Long Island iced tea slushies? Those doing good for you? Long Island iced like, tea slushy. Yeah. So it was it was good. It was too sweet. But uh, I can see where if you if you eat a full like first one, yeah, I, you can you can kind of coast the whole day with it. So now you guys were at uh, I don't know where you guys were if you're at your mom's at the pool, but you saw Coop Coop getting a little swim test going. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we how'd he do? Uh, he did okay. You know, he actually started kind of uh, feeling out the water. So you kind of saw him uh, freaking out. Like Laura and I would try to kind of pull him in, and he would be digging his nails into the concrete. He's like, I, I, "Fuck you guys! I'm not going anywhere. I don't know what is in there, but I'm not doing it." So then finally, he got some balls, and he started to kind of. Which by this Thursday, he won't anymore. Yeah, uh, he tried to start walking into the pool. So he take a step, and then there's a second step where he's tall enough to stand in the shallow end. But he didn't try. He doesn't have a depth perception like I guess humans do. Right. So he didn't know what was there. So he just kept reaching out like this. It's like he's doing a dance. He just he kept doing this the whole time. <laughs> I felt so bad because I pulled him in, and he was shaking like yeah. a lot. But then once he got in, and I he went back out of the pool. He wanted to get back in like a ton. So I think we're gonna we're making some progress there. There I think you go. We'll be able to do that. And how is his training going? <laughs> Not great. Not great. He's Not still good. doing the same thing he's been doing for the last month and a half. What does the trainer have to say about that? Oh, so you'll like this. So you know how you talk to the trainer and you say, what's the worst case you've ever had? Uh-huh. You know, what what dog has bit you? What is who who what's the deal with uh with all these dogs you work with? He goes, I'm not bullshitting you. I get that question all the time. As far as he calls it, I think it's reactivity, or Laura will know the term. Hyperactivity. Thank you, Nick. Hyperactivity. 
uh, reacting to things, reacting to cars, he said, I'm not bullshitting you. Your dog is the worst case I've ever seen. And I said, great. I can't wait. Now, that could, he's also a salesman. I, I'm not saying I think he's serious, but right. I, he's also a salesman. Maybe if he comes back and says, oh, you know, he needs about five more sessions, yeah. I'll probably be like, okay, I think he's going to be all right. He needs about three to six months more work, I would say. But it's bad, man. It's it's to a point where Coop, it's it's weird, too. So we have a threshold where we bring him back 50 feet from the from the road, and he sees a car go by, and he locks in. And he's looking, he's looking, he's looking, and he doesn't bark, and he looks away, and you're supposed to say, good boy. Like, lock in on it, but get off of it, and that's good. Don't bark at it. We move up 10 feet closer, like not even that close, 10 feet to the road, and he flips shit. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. It's so, we're we're working on it. We're working maybe, on maybe it. Maybe if, uh, as long as you get the cars coming through the neighborhood, that he doesn't bark at every single car oh through the neighborhood, God, but then man. you can, uh, maybe, maybe you can then... At a later date, graduate to the roads after his balls get chopped off. He's got some work to do. We'll see because also um, we've learned that uh, he might need 10 days of relaxation after this little surgery on Thursday. Uh, they we're not yes. supposed to run him around anywhere. I don't know what the deal with that is. I don't know. but that's Relaxation. What, that's what they told us. 10 days of, of not getting him like fired up. I mean, he is, he is only, what, six months old? Yeah. So... Five he's, months. Yeah, five months old. So he, he's a youngin. He's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a young tyke. He's got a lot of growing up to do still. The thing is, though, you know, when they say relaxation, like, I feel like if I got my balls cut off, I'd be relaxed as shit because I'd be pissed off. Oh, like, yeah. Fuck the world. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I just you got need, my nards cut off. Do you need off. to give him, like, a spa day? What does rest and relaxation, yeah. nice R&R time consist of? I don't know. All I know is Laura's going with him. I don't have to look him in the eye when he when he has a procedure, Nick. There you go. I think they knock him out anyway, though, right? Probably. They yeah. have to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's like a nightmare. I'm gonna have a nightmare tonight because we talked about this about me like on a table getting your the nuts sack getting my, chopped off, get my nuts chopped just off, whacked off with a machete. Yeah. Shing! How bad would that be? Ooh. Probably the worst thing you could have ever experience. I would imagine so. Yeah. You guys, get involved. Three one four eight seven seven eight five nine seven. Nick, did you watch? Long Gone Summer. Last I night. did. I did. I, uh, I I still have a little bit to finish up on Long Gone Summer, but uh, I started watching it. Overall, thought it was uh, pretty good. I think it's definitely a documentary that only Cardinal fans are uh, enjoying because mm-hmm. it's more of a Mark Mark McGuire doc than it is a uh, Sammy Sosa Mark McGuire documentary. So a lot of the Cardinal fans I was seeing on Twitter were like, oh man, this is the greatest thing ever. And like, I didn't think it was the greatest thing ever, but it was like, cool. It was cool to relive like 1998 season. You know, we were a little bit younger, so don't remember as much of the 1998 season and and the actual home run chase. So it was was fun and cool to see a lot of that stuff. But from an actual baseball perspective, like as a documentary, I think a lot of people are like, well, this is just kind of a walk down memory lane for Cardinal fans. Which, yes, and, and I will totally agree with that because I know Cubs fans, I saw them on Twitter kind of freaking out. And, um, you know, ESPN did a great job, in my opinion, of focusing on McGuire. I mean, I know that with marketing, they said it was going to be about both of them. See, what they should have done is made it a documentary about McGuire yes. with the 70 home runs. Yeah. And then have, as Sosa was like on his tail, and then have the same thing. But if they, they marketed it like it was both of them, which. It was, but you're right. They started with McGuire's upbringing, his rookie season. They like 
They like sprinkled in Sosa, and then they went back to McGuire. And then it was all Mark. Now, again, as Cardinal fans, I loved it. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, for sure. Because then you got to see all the media members like Klaibs and Bernie and uh, you got Mike, Mike Shannon. And then you got the close-ups of, of Jack Buck and Shannon and all these guys in the booth. Like, that's what made it cool. But you're you're right. It was a Mark McGuire, St. Louis Cardinals Now, one of these things that kind of – this is just a nerd, nerd alert from, uh, from a, a, a TV producer – point of view that most fans don't realize the framing of some of these interviews was fucking annoying as hell yeah because they kept framing them like on the wrong side like they not the wrong side it, w- it was supposed to be normally if you frame somebody they look across the camera and they have the l- open looking looking space tj so like if they were to frame me up right now my i'm looking this way so yeah. the the room would be over here not over here lead room we call, lead, call it lead room lead room yeah. yes and, and i wouldn't mind have minded it a whole lot if the if the background was something interesting but they're like interviewing some of these guys in a restaurant and they're like looking off camera this way, and it's just like, oh, a bunch of a restaurant over here. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And they kept like switching it back and forth. So didn't like it from that. I thought that was very annoying. <laughs> um, I think ESPN swung and missed on that one. Ha, 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 no pun intended. Nice. Um, Did you also see where, this is something you would recognize too as a video editor, but they would take moments where it would be like April 18th, 1998, and then they would show like new Bush. In like a game yeah. against like the Cubs in like 2013, yeah, and it would be like so they're like waiting and they show like a kid eating popcorn or something, and then it would jump to yeah. the highlight. But it's like that's obviously they're not trying old to use Bush. yeah they're trying to use B roll, but but it's like the way they I get they probably don't care, but the way they set it up like oh. Here we go, April eighteenth, nineteen ninety eight. Here we come to Bush Stadium yeah. one, and then it's like not. Yeah, the edit, the the, the storyline was cool. The editing was pretty questionable over the course of the uh, the thirty. I just 30. think they didn't have enough old yeah, footage. Probably that probably because you know I mean? back it, in the day you didn't. I feel like you know with the Jordan documentary, they said right away they that had, they hired somebody to follow them that entire last season. Right. So you had that. Plus Michael Jordan. I mean, no offense to baseball. Michael Jordan was the best athlete of all time. In right. some people's eyes, he still is the best athlete to ever play any sport. So that kind of took another level where, like, the Bulls were up here, Cardinals and Cubs were lower, and the strike just happened in, what was it, 94? 94. So, I mean, people still weren't happy about baseball. But it, it was it was good to me because, again, I'm a St. Louis guy, but I told my dad because we were watching together, and I said, yeah, I think Cubs fans are going to hate yeah. this. Yeah, and that's a, that's, that's kind the of the, and and general Twitter. You know, Royals fans. I think we're we're like we're kind of bashing it a little bit too. And and it's like yeah, well, if Royals you, bash anything Cardinals because yeah, for some reason Roy, they hate. And, it. I don't understand and the Kansas that. City Royals. Like if I can't find any more Kansas City Royals fans out there anymore, I think I, I, I think all the Kansas City Royals fans they got are their gone. championship and then they and then, went then, back then to, they left. Once, to yeah, back to the Chiefs. Once Chiefs started yeah. getting 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 good, they uh they 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 went back to Chiefs Kingdom and uh, abandoned the Royals. Yeah. But um yeah, I I think it, like I said I still have a little bit of the documentary to uh to, to finish up, but it is a, it's like a trip down memory lane cuz that 1998 season, that 1998 season actually was the first Cardinal game I went to for my 4th birthday. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that today on the way over like like I was like oh, I was like oh yeah, 98 season would have been when I was 4 and that was my first ever St. Louis Cardinals game, and I, I remember it. I remember going to the game. I think Mark McGuire may have hit a home run that game, he too. He probably did. I mean, if you I, hit I, 70 I home think, runs, you have to hit one. I think he, you know, it would have been end of April, early game. May, right? Right around my birthday. Yeah. So I think he did hit a home run. I guess my mom or dad or grandparents could tell you because I think they were all there as well. Um, but I also I also got to meet Fred Bird, though, that day, too. Oh, I, thought, I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. 
I went over to get a souvenir. Man, he hasn't aged a bit, has he? No, really it's hasn't. Crazy. Still looking great. Yeah, all Freddy. Got to meet and uh, take a picture with Fred. I wonder if you have that picture somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Everybody's got a picture of Fred Bird somewhere. Oh, sure. Fred. Barry so from Columbia loves Fred. Really? Yeah. Big, yeah. big, big fan of Fred. He used to take his beak and he'd like, eat your head. Yeah. He's like, yeah. 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 Well, he doesn't do that much anymore. Uh, I liked it, though. I was a big fan of it because, you know, I was tweeting about this yesterday. My first memory as a Cardinal fan, you know, I was four years old when the chase was happening. Of course, you don't know what the fuck's going on. Right. But I knew there was a guy named Mark McGuire my dad told me about Mark McGuire. That's like when I became a Cardinal fan. Big Mac. And this dude, we would go to a game, and I would see him hit a ball 450 feet, and I go, oh, that's cool, like at four years old. So, like, yeah, I did I know he had 70? Like, yeah, down, like, the road. And when I was a kid, I saw 70 everywhere. Yeah. I didn't know what the hell you're talking about. You just knew Mark McGuire was Mark McGuire. He, he was bigger than life in St. Yeah. Louis. And he was – I said this on Twitter – I said he was like a superhero to me. At four years old, seeing a guy hit just bombs. 2-5, baby. It was everybody just awesome. Two, everybody want to wear 2-5. That's it. So, like, for me, again, we talked about this, I think, uh, on Balcony Talk back in, like, February. I said there's three guys that got me in St. Louis sports like that I can remember when I was – my first memory as Cardinals, Blues, and what used to be Rams fans. Mark McGuire. McGuire, Chris, Chris Pronger, Pronger, and Kurt Warner. And Kurt Warner, yeah. yep. That, that's that that's it. literally who it was. Literally, those guys, those were the – those were the dudes. Mm-hmm. Those are the those are the guys. But those are the boys back in the day. Dude, uh, he he was unbelievable though. I mean, the whole thing too with the with, so the documentary did a good job, I think, of not only getting all the St. Louis media members. That was cool. Like you had uh, Rick Hummel on there too, mm-hmm. and we we mentioned Claves and uh, Shannon popped on there. But it's also the fact that they used the calls, Jack Buck's calls, Joe Buck's calls, Shannon's calls. And then, you know, for Chicago, I will say they had Kaplan on there and they uh, had Harry Carey's son. They talked about Harry Carey a lot. So the thing is, though, if I will say they should have made it like like we're talking about, a Mark McGuire 70 home run documentary. And because it's kind of like what they did. They mentioned Sammy a little bit more and he was obviously interviewed, but they talked about Griffey for a second. And it's almost like they like took that and like just like multiplied it by three. And that was Sammy. And like, oh, Sammy's a secondary character, but we got to put it as Sammy and Mark. Well, it was more Mark, like the whole time. And I didn't watch, I haven't watched the end of it yet, but they just only mentioned steroids one time. They put it all in Barry Bonds. So, I mean, it's it's okay. It's not like it's a spoiler alert because it's, you know, they, they do bring it up again. I will say I'm happy they didn't really talk about it much because it's more of just, they had to talk about it to say, you know, why these guys aren't in the Hall of Fame. And right. They even mentioned, like, Sammy hasn't been back to Wrigley since, you know, oh, he retired really? and all this. Yeah, and then uh, at the end, again, it's fine that I'm telling you. It's cool to still see. But, like, at the end, the last scene. Fuck you, dude. You ruined it. <laughs> they're at Ballpark Village, and it's McGuire getting inducted into the Cardinals Hall of Fame. Yeah. And him in tears. Like, it's was, it was really cool. So, um, but they had to touch on it and talk about the PEDs and all that stuff. So, um, you know, and, and they get Sammy's reaction and Mark's reaction. So it's it's quick. I mean, they once the chase is over and, and McGuire hits 70, they then go into the steroids for like 10 minutes, and that was it. So. Do you think Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa should be in the Hall of Fame, Barry Bonds? Um, you know, it's funny. When I was a kid, like not really understanding everything, I just said, oh, they cheated. They're, they can't make it, blah, blah, blah. Now it's like when I look at it, 100% should be, because, should be in because – it was not regulated back then. It was honestly okay, and then I feel like they they did things they weren't supposed to do. But it sounded like they weren't really against the rules. It was just kind of like a hey, you know, it was kind of like a known thing that people didn't do it, but it wasn't like a written rule. 
And then later on, the MLB is like, oh, they did this, and then they got screwed for it. So, yeah, did it help them? Sure, but like every like like Sosa said in the documentary, everybody was doing it. You, you can chastise me all you want, but everybody in that time was doing it. And Bonds, I, I mean, I'm the same way with. I used to be like, oh, Barry Bonds is a cheater, blah 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 blah. And I used to say that mainly because he broke McGuire's record, but knowing Mike Mark had something to do with it too, and knowing that you had a 762 home runs in your career or 763, whatever it is for, for Bonds, the fact that you do that, I don't care what you're taking. You still got to square the ball up. You still got to knock it out of the park, and that is – that's crazy, 762 home runs. That's what I think. You know, it, it, you're still hitting MLB pitching, regardless of taking the extra the extra um, um, juice to to have the power to hit those home runs. You're still hitting major league pitching. Like, yeah, right. That's not an easy thing to do. Um, did Bonds know. ever admit to it? I know that I know that McGuire did. Sosa hasn't really, but he's kind of like poked around at it. I don't know if McGuire, if uh, Bonds has though, but it, he's been the the poster boy for it because of the fact that he broke the home run record. But yeah, I think um, I think I don't I can't remember if he has or not because Canseco ha- obviously did because yeah. he wrote the he wrote the book and then Mark did in 2010. I think yeah. they said the documentary. Mm-hmm. So right. Um, Anyway, I, yeah, I mean, I think you have to have them in the Hall of Fame just because it's a, like you said, it's part of history, regardless of whether it was okay or not. And baseball was exciting back it was, then. Man. It was a part of history, and it was something that you know everybody loved during the time. After the fact, that you can say what you want, have your different opinions about it, but it's a part of history. So even if you go in and put them in with an asterisk, like they should still probably be in. Yeah, I agree. And that's the thing is they they still got the job done, it, right? And it was a different time, you know. Now you should know that you, you can't do that, and you're going to get caught, and you're going to get suspended a hundred games or whatever the minimum is now. But it, it, back then, it wasn't a thing. It right. wasn't like like yeah. McGuire said. It was just something that. And my my thing is like with the trainers, like the trainers obviously had to know what was going on. So if they were okay with it, to me, it's like it seemed like an okay thing. Well, if like, everybody's you know doing I mean? it, you know, it's like. It's one of those things kind of like the, uh, I don't know if you watched the documentary uh, Lance, Lance Armstrong's documentary about the Tour de France and, and how everybody was juicing it. it they're, they're in that documentary, they were talking about everybody's juicing. So literally, it's, it's, it's if you're not juicing, you're not going to win or you're not going to get to be on the tour. So Not only that, the guy had, what, five t- types of different cancer. I y- mean, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, he needed to just well, fight. Well, yeah, it was, but he was he was juicing before and he juiced after. So, yeah, like, but, it, but that was a thing. It. it was like everybody was doing it. So, same thing with MLB. You know, now that's more of a team sport and you can still win games without hitting dingers. But, like, I think as a player of their caliber, you're the power guy on the team. You know, Mark's responsibility was to go up he had the pressure to go up and hit home runs because yeah. even before the season started which i didn't know was that that people were already talking about him breaking uh breaking roger maris's record of 61 home runs mm-hmm. and so going into the season they're like even before the season starts you have to you're like okay i have to hit 62 or more home runs never been done before in baseball yeah. like pressure what kind like of pressure is that so yeah. yeah i mean i mean Nowadays, how many home runs do you, you see guys hit? You know, if you hit forty five, you're you're top One of the, the charts. Top in the league, yeah. And you're still fifteen, sixteen away from that sixty two number. And now it's, you know, seventy one with, with bonds. No one's ever gonna touch that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unbelievable what 
what they put up during that run and then what Bonds obviously did later on uh, in his career with the 71. But it, it, it's just unbelievable to see. And, and what McGuire said, too, about it, and I, I believe him, is he said originally when they took it, it was for injury. It was like right. to help them. Yeah, a lot of like injury HGH. Or, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, is it just it was a thing that was used and, and a lot of people were using it. So that's a, kind of his explanation, which I get. I mean, I, if everybody's taking it, I mean, it's not like it's good for you. No. But if, if it's like you're the only person doing it, then that's different. But right. like if everybody else is, you can understand where he's like, okay, so that'll help me not only be stronger, but in his mind, he's not even thinking that. He's like, oh, I get back from injury. I sustain myself. My durability is way better. Why wouldn't I do this? Yeah. Especially as a guy who's trying to hit 63 home runs. Yeah. That's the thing. So that's that's one part of the documentary, moving on from the steroid thing, is whenever McGuire hit, I never knew this part either. When he hit 63 and broke, or 62 and then hit 63 to break Maris's record, you know, you think it's over at that point, like between the race between him and Sammy. And then Sammy hit like another level and he took the lead. It's like, holy shit, McGuire broke it first, but Sammy's going to win this thing. Yeah. Because he was kind of like, people, especially Cubs fans, were watching Sosa, but Mark did everything first. So, like, Mark's like the, the main guy in this, but then Sammy's like, oh, fuck you, I'm going to come up and, and win this thing. And Mark's like, holy shit, we got to get going here. So I never knew he hit five home runs in the last three games of the season, not only to get to 70, but to pass Sammy. Yeah. He was at 66 and 65 with three games left to go, and McGuire hit five homers in three games. That's wild. It's unbelievable. And, again, I don't want to – it's fine. It's It happened already. It's a documentary. You can go watch it. I, I want to talk about it, though. But he told Tony after he hit 68 because he already had it in the bag, he said, I want to sit the last day of the season. Yeah. And LaRusso goes, yeah, you shouldn't do that. And then he hit two more. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. I didn't know that at all. Unbelievable. Yeah, you got to hit that 70 mark, you know? I mean, especially you might be super tired after that and, and everything you're going through, but... I mean, it was just a it was just a wild a wild ride. So. I'm sure a lot of people are upset though. He didn't stop on 69. I mean, yeah, I know. Come on, dude. What the hell? Could have had posters everywhere. Could have 69. Had Mark nice. McGuire, it's a big nice Mac. number. Big Big it's a, Mac. It's a good number a nice right there. Number. Yeah. And now he, now they have big now he's Big Mac land. God, when do those jokes stop being funny? It's just funny to like joke about how they used to be funny. He, he got a hamburger named after him too. He did. Yeah. Big Mac land. Big yeah. Big Mac. Still is Big Mac land. Yeah. Love to see it. Uh, let's see. Joe says, "What's the difference in 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 between? What's the difference between being juiced on steroids and having juiced baseballs?" Tali responded to Joe and said, "A player cheating and a league cheating." Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know much about the juiced baseballs. I've heard of that. I don't know. I don't know how is... do they juice the baseballs. Yeah, I don't I, really know what do they do to the baseballs to juice them to is, make them so go farther. They're supposed to make them fly. More. I don't know what they, they do inject in steroids the into baseballs. Yeah, and like here you go, <laughs> injecting. I don't know. They, they, Baseball, they, needle. It's something they in, in they make. It, I don't know if the core is like more like tightly wound or less wound or something, something, it's like, something that. like that. Yeah, where it makes it like more dense, I guess. And I don't know. If flies, flies farther. I guess. I really don't know. But if you're saying if the balls are juiced, it means, yeah, it means the league is. Why don't you know? You didn't do your homework? Let, I didn't do it. No, I didn't know we were going to talk about juiced baseballs today. I'm just I didn't Come think on. that was going to happen. Come on. But the thing is, I, if the league does it, it means it's kind of an even playing field. Now the right. pitchers are pissed off because yes. they're going to get their ERAs and everything else just wrecked. But it's the league or whoever's doing it saying, "All right, we're going to kind of even the playing field." Steroids, it's like now especially when you should know you can't really you can't right. do it. Um, or even HGH, pretty much any PEDs, 
then you have to sit there and and take the consequences yourself if something happens and right. you get caught. So that's the difference for me. But I don't know shit about the uh, juice baseballs. Tolly said they they center the core and make the stitches tighter. So there you go. There you go. Didn't know about that. You learn something new every day. You do. I mean, on Bruising in the Balcony, we're just an educational program right here. I wouldn't say that. Let but, me tell uh, you, we're, we're we're enlightening the people. I should say Tolly's enlightening the people. But yeah. He's, he's a part of the program as well. I would recommend going to watch it, though. It was good, especially if you're a Cardinal fan. Yeah, if you're a Cup definitely. fan, you'll probably not enjoy it as much because, again, they didn't focus on Sammy as much as they did McGuire. But uh, it was neat to see all the St. Louis media members out there talking, and it was cool. Very cool. Love so, to see it. Love to see it. So You think MLB's coming back? Um, Yeah, I do, actually. I think... They're on a conference call right now, apparently. Because so. what was the situation where they basically told... The uh, players, the players' union, they gave him one last opportunity, and the players' union denied the league's request or, or the owners. Yeah, uh, they offer. did not. They did not. So then Manfred's uh, like can just step in and make a decision. Yeah, Manfred, so what, what, they can just impose a fifty-game season essentially. So then, what happens if the players say "fuck you"? We're not playing. They just go on strike. Like, can that happen? I don't know. Because no. Flaherty and them are pissed. Like, I they're see ready, Jack they're Flaherty They're already to play, though. Like, like, the players are, like, basically said, we're ready to go. Like Some of them are. Some, Yeah, some of them are, are ready to play. I, I think – I don't know what happened because oh, I'm not up to date on, on all the facts of everything going on. But uh, the the – I think the CBA ends after this season or after next season. And so – they are trying to do, you know, test out a lot of different things for the for the next collective bargaining agreement as well. And the players just want to get paid their fair share. You know, the owners made like three different offers, but it was essentially the exact same offer over and over and oh, over. Oh, it was bullshit. Yeah. Like, and yeah. so the players' association is like, yeah, you're giving us different offers, but really it's the exact same offer, and we're not doing that. And now I think the players' association said on Friday that they're not gonna that they're not going to send a counter proposal back and then the major major league's like we're disappointed to hear that now major league baseball's on a conference call i guess this morning to- see that's the thing is i don't know if manfred could do this the entire time i know they're trying to let those two parties figure it out but it's been going so long that you think he would have stepped in after like the third back and forth was like declined like yeah. if, if like finally like the players union sends back their third or the owners send back their third offer this happened like five six times it's like it could have three strikes in your route. Weeks, yeah. And Manfred could have stepped in like, all right, we need to get going. It's almost July. Yeah, they like, said the Players Association said we need a decision by today, by yeah. end of business day today on Monday, June 15th, about what is happening with the future of the season. So they're on a conference call, so we should know either later this morning or this afternoon what the deal is with, with MLB. My guess is that they're just going to impose the 50- to 60-game season and be done with it. That's going to be that. They're going to report for spring training, and we're going to get baseball started up in middle of July is what I think the the thing that is going to happen because then the the expanded playoffs happen the owners get their money and the, and the players you know depending on what I don't know how much they'll get paid for for, for playing with the whole prorated salaries and everything like that I don't really understand what yeah. what all that means but nonetheless I'm just ex- interested to see what it means for the future of baseball beyond this season you know like I like I said we a lot of fans are kind of upset with Major League Baseball and the Players Association and the league in general to uh, the league owners about this whole situation because they just want to see baseball. Because at the end of the day, the fans are the ones <coughs> that lose out here if no baseball gets Oh, because played. they see multimillionaires and billionaires fighting. And they're like, oh, boo-hoo. Right. Like, money. You so know what I mean? That's what they say. So what does that do for the future of baseball as a sport 
in America. It's already hurting. Like, yeah, baseball's been hurting. So someone mentioned about this documentary, like, you know, Sammy and Mark saved baseball at one point. Jerry after Wood the strike, that, yeah. And, and they did because it became more interesting and it was became a global thing after the strike and everything. And baseball's just a slower, more boring sport for some people. They just don't like it. It's not football. It's not it's longer, basketball. It's yeah. not hockey. It's it's just different. So now that you have you have the interest kind of dying down, not a ton. Like St. Louis is fine. New York's fine. The big markets and, and the big baseball historical markets are fine. Like Seattle and Seattle, Miami. And, yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, there's Texas teams that will never make their money. They're okay with not playing. They're, it's Pittsburgh not like they bring fans and, in anyway. Yeah. They want to play because they're going to make money regardless So or lose money regardless. But to me, it's the whole thing, it just sucks because they're going to get labeled and baseball is going to hurt because of this. And it's honestly just a pissing contest between both sides. Exactly. Walter sent me a uh, – uh, uh, he tweeted out on uh, – looks like Friday maybe. No, no. actually, this was, this was a long time ago. This this actually tweet is – I'm reading from 2018 that he sent me an old tweet that said, change the regular season to 29 games. Every team plays each other once with two games a week for 15 weeks. So 15 weeks of games, two games a week. So making the games more more interesting instead of playing every day, instead of playing – Three games against Cincinnati. You played St. Louis played Cincinnati one game a year. So kind of more like the NFL, 15 weeks. Eliminate roster depth so the top players and pitchers are on the field as much as possible. Talking a two-man pitching rotation. So you get to see Jack Flaherty on Sunday, and then you get to see uh, Dakota Hudson on Wednesday night baseball, playing the Brewers and the Cubs. Uh, I'm talking two-man pitching rotation to make the players more recognizable. So less players, less games and you only play each team in the league one time. That's the thing is, like, I, I Over think, 15 weeks. I think the owners would be fine with that. It's it's the fact that the players don't want that that low of a number, and now they they really don't have a choice. It's to a point where it's been so back and forth. And here's the thing. It might be the players saying that they're pissed off, but they're just trying to get everything they can. They're going to come back and yeah, play baseball. Yeah, of course. Of course. But again, it, it told me, because the I think the owners pissed them off more than the players expected it because of the offers that were brought back. Yeah. Players are like, all right, if we hold out, we have an opportunity of getting a little, few more games, a little bit more money, whatever. And then like they would say, so the owners would say, all right, let's play 70 games or 60 games, but you only get 70% of your prorated salary. It's like, okay, that's the same thing as playing yes. 50 games. Yes. So that's what the MLB would just basically be like, oh, the or the owners would be like, oh, you guys are stupid. Let's just do this in a different way. Yeah, yeah. And Flaherty and all of them on Twitter are like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, well, that's the thing. Jack Flaherty knows exactly what he's doing because Jack yeah. Flaherty is due to get paid and be one of the higher paid MLB pitchers in the league. And so he's spouting off on Twitter. That's bad news if you're Bill DeWitt and the Cardinals because that's your ace right there that's going out there and, and – talking smack yeah and he knows he's he's going to get paid and that he knows he's making his frustrations voiced on social media so that he can get more money from the cardinals because if they don't pay if they cheap out he's walking if mm-hmm. jack flaherty is not the, the the ace of the cardinals for the next five to ten years cardinal fans are going to be pissed yeah. because historically st louis does not spend a shit ton of money on players they tend to um, do more team-friendly deals so that they can keep their roster uh, depth-wise intact 
they don't go and load up a lot of money into one or two players like some of the the bigger teams do uh, because again their St. Louis isn't a giant market right. but with Jack Flaherty he knows what he's doing by going on Twitter and talking shit because he's going to get paid one way or the other either the Bill DeWitt's going to open up his checkbook when it comes time for Flat Jack Flaherty to sign that next contract or he's going to be walking to a new team yeah and and it's the same thing with Goldschmidt I mean they knew they had to sign Goldschmidt to an extension it's mm-hmm. it's certain guys that the Cardinals will go ahead and, and offer the money for yeah. it. You know, it's and Jack Flaherty is the guy. I yeah. mean he has to but be utilizing social media time. as a tool to you know, Goldschmidt, he's he's an older guy. He doesn't Goldschmidt Goldie doesn't oh, talk, no, talk yeah, yeah, much. Yeah. I'm talking about much. yeah. You're right, the Cardinals don't spend money, but when yeah. they do, yeah, it's usually it's for high profile. And, and players. Jack Flaherty knows what he's doing by going to Twitter and, and trolling the owners that yeah. he's doing it because he knows he needs to get paid. And he's his agent's gonna be asking for Big time dollars. He's got the leverage too. Yes. Oh my god. He's one of the best pitchers in MLB right now. Yeah. So should be should be interesting to see kind of how how things shake out here over the next twenty four hours. I think we'll probably get a decision today on what the future of MLB is. But uh, I'm excited nonetheless. I think even you know I don't don't, I'm not really hurt one way or the other with the season. I I get you know the frustrations with sports right now and and coronavirus (laughs) and what it's doing. But uh, I'm not gonna be like, ah, oh, I'm never watching baseball ever again. Not like when the Cardinals come back, I'm watching. Like, yeah, well, it's it's different in St. Louis too, right? You know? Exactly. It's, like you said, it's the markets like Miami and Seattle, and and yeah, they might lose some fans, about. but like, it, but it's like how many fans are there anyway? Let's be let's be honest. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, but Cardinals, St. Louis loves the Cardinals. You know, the Yankees, the Cubs, like those type of teams. They their fans are gonna be loyal to them regardless of who's on the field. Because that's the other thing too. If this happens, some players might not want to play because of coronavirus. Yeah. So let's say Mike Trout decides, you know, know. He, he doesn't want to play because he's scared of coronavirus. He's willing to take the hit. He's a hundred millionaire. He doesn't give a shit. And so now Angels fans can't see Mike Trout. Now would that piss somebody off? Some people off? Sure. Will you and me still watch if Paul Goldschmidt doesn't play? Absolutely, oh, I'll still yeah. watch. It's still Cardinal baseball. I would watch if it was an entire AAA roster out there exactly. on the field. Exactly, like, and, and that's what – so I talked about that with my mother-in-law actually the other day. I said some people might get turned off by the fact that the superstars some superstars might yeah. not play because of coronavirus – but at the same time, she's like, "Would you still? Would you not watch the Cardinals if it was a full AAA roster?" And I said, "No, I probably would because it's still baseball. The double you know roster, I mean? the college roster, I'd still watch. I'd it. still like, watch like, it. Yeah. It was like little leaguers out there. They have Cardinal jersey on. I'd watch it. It'd seven, be entertaining. Seven year olds out there. Oh, can you imagine? Just they, they got to hit a ninety eight mile an hour fastball, just getting <laughs> roasted. Yeah." Major League pitcher goes up against a 15-year-old. We go 0-50, but it'd be interesting. Hey, We'd go viral. It would be memorable. <laughs> we could bet against it. <laughs> That's true. I got it. It would be like, what, Cardinals plus like 10.5, no, more than like 20.5 runs per game. Oh, my Atlanta. Uh, Tali says it would be an illegal strike. The players will play the season and file a grievance against the league to recoup money. The league was supposed to make a season as long as possible at full prorated salary and didn't. So that's what – so he's saying – They'll like bite the bullet for this year, play whatever Manfred says they need to play, and then bo- get their shit done in the offseason. Glad we have basically. somebody who's smart enough on on this. Program. Tally's Mister Baseball man. He's our baseball whiz. He he knows what's going on. The wizard. He's a Yankees fan. It's the only problem about yeah. him. But you know, I mean, Derek Jeter is the most overrated shortstop of all time. True. So. Derek yeah. Jeter's washed up. <laughs> You should see him get fired up at work whenever we talk about Derek Jeter. Oh, my God. Derek Jeter, most overrated shortstop in Derek baseball. Jeter, yeah. Probably shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, just it, it sucks that, you know, so many people get overlooked. I mean, A-Rod gets overlooked. Yes. Because of how uh, – Derek Jeter. I mean, what, Derek what a Jeter. joke. Derek, Derek Jeter. Jeter. 
Uh, all right, guys, get involved. Let us know uh, your thoughts on the uh, baseball possibly coming back. Let us know your thoughts on Long Gone Summer, 314-877-8597. Nick, that's going to do it for the show. That's going to do it. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, we'll be back on Friday, Bras on Wednesday. Uh, we plan on having two more stops on the T-Rav Tour this week, uh, Nick's Pub and also uh, Antonino's. Let's do it, man. On the Hill. Let's so, do it. Ragazzi's got for, a four-star review. I'm going to eat them. TJ's still only going to be on the video, but I'm I'm just going tagging along and eat Just to eat Toaster Just to eat Toaster Nick's Ravio. got like the bonus review coming in or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll make a guest appearance on one of them. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And it's honestly, it's uh, I'm intrigued. Catching steam, we baby. got a four-star and a three-and-a-half star in the first two, so Here we'll see. We go. A lot of people are interested to see what happens. They're saying the hill. Mama's on the hill. I've heard that place, Mama too. Mama Yeah. So we'll see. There's a lot of spots. We're going to hit them all, baby. We're going to hit them all. Hit them all. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Bye, Netherlands. Bras on the balcony.